reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. Jesus enjoined them, Watch out! Guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They concluded among themselves that it was because they had no bread. When he became aware of this, he said to them, Why do you conclude that it's because you have no bread? Do you not yet understand or comprehend? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and not see, ears and not hear? Do you not remember when I broke the five five loaves for the five thousand? How many wicker baskets full of fragments you picked up? They answered him, Twelve. When I broke the seven loaves for the four thousand, how many full baskets of fragments did you pick up? They answered, Seven. He said to them, Do you still not understand? The Gospel of the Lord. quite a boat ride. Jesus warned his disciples about the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod, those little cancers that can metastasize and take over an entire soul. We've just encountered in St. Mark's Gospel certain scenes. The Her- King Herod, who thought Jesus was John the Baptist, whom he had killed because of his licentiousness. The Herodians in general were those who were faithful on the outside, at least in terms of their affiliation, but totally corrupt on the inside. They were ones who thought that what was most important was political power. The Pharisees were those who were focused scrupulously with upholding the externals of the law, but missed its real point, whose hearts were far from the Lord, whose souls were basically whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones, who even in the midst of all their religious practices were not becoming united with the Lord. If Jesus were here today, what leaven would he point point out to us to be aware of? I think quite clearly he'd tell us to beware of the leaven of secularism, the cancer of a false notion of separation of church and state. That what God wants of us is to be polite, never to talk about politics or religion with anybody else, even to spread the faith. To have a separation of our faith life, which will be a part of our life, from the whole rest of our life. That would clearly be one. Jesus would tell us to beware of the leaven of hedonism, to the whole point of life is to maximize your pleasure and minimize your pain, which is driving so much of our culture, to drown out the larger human concerns by pleasure, by distraction, by entertainment. It's driving a culture that allows us to kill our babies and even kill our senior citizens once we begin to find either of them burdensome. There are many other leavens that the Lord would tell us to be aware of. But it's not enough for Jesus ever to just point out the bad, to warn us about what we need to avoid. He always wants to point out 
what he wants us to obtain, that positive side. Jesus described his own leaven in the second half of this gospel, which is what connects both parts. It wasn't so much that they didn't have more than a loaf of bread with them in the boat, that Jesus brought up the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. Brought it up because they had witnessed his own leaven, but they had not yet understood it. How Jesus, by his power, is able to work incredible miracles, like he did with the feeding of the 5,000 and the feeding of the 4,000. He was trying to teach them to rely on him, to not look just on the outside, we've got one piece of bread, we're going to go hungry. But instead, to look at what God has already given and then to look at him who can continue to magnify. We need to do that in all parts of our life, especially with the gifts he has already placed in our hands. We might not be a road scholar, but he's given us a brain, and he can multiply that brain to do great good. We might not be the most talented person in a garden, but the Lord can strengthen that gift. We might not be the best with hammer, nails, and wood, but the Lord can help us to do something good for him. We might not be the best speaker, but God can strengthen us to be able powerfully to move other people. We need to focus on his leaven so that we can, in turn, become leaven for the world. As he would say, the kingdom of God is like a woman who took a little bit of leaven and it elevates the entire dough. That's what Christians are supposed to be in the world. But we have to recognize we're not the only leaven there. There is the leaven in the culture around us, and we need to be stronger than that leaven. We need to be more concerted. Today's first reading, St. James talked to us about temptation. He said, let no one who is experiencing temptation say, I'm being tempted by God. Rather, each person is tempted when lured and enticed by his desire, his concupiscence inside. And then desire conceives and brings forth sin, and when sin reaches maturity, it gives birth to death. We will be tempted by the false leavens of the world. That's not coming from the Lord. We pray every hour, Father, do not let us fall when we're being tempted. That's what the Greek means. The Lord's never going to lead us into temptation. But we ask him, no, no, dejes caer en la tentación, as is better translated in Spanish. Do not let us fall while we're being tempted. But instead, because we're conscious of the leaven inside, to be strong precisely by grounding ourselves in the Lord. This is a great lesson that the saints we celebrate today teach us. First, St. Valentine. There is a false leaven about sexuality out there that we have to note. Jesus wants us to be a leaven of real chaste love. Love that raises our attractions to others up to the dignity of the person's good as a whole, not reducing them just to the values of certain body parts. A love that is tied to piety seeing in others the image of God and reverencing God in others rather than reducing them for our own desires. There is that leaven that is out there. St. Valentine showed us a different way. 
he showed us the leaven of the sacrament of Christian marriage, which he celebrated among people at times where he and they could be killed for entering into this type of marriage. It was something worth living for and dying for. We also see the type of leaven that Cyril and Methodius were growing up in Moravia. They eventually recognized that the Lord was asking them to be the leaven of the world. And they were sent to the Slavic peoples. And they brought the gospel there, creating the alphabet, writing the scriptures down in the books of the liturgy. And eventually, we started to see Christianity grow like crazy in those lands because of their work as leaven of Christ who was leavened to them. It was in them that the kingdom of God had begun to grow and become all-consuming. And then they, in turn, were allowed to have that kingdom of God flow from them. As we come forward to Mass today, we have to recognize that Cyril and Methodius were not born as superheroes in their mother's womb. They weren't already action figures in which there were ninth-century dolls and toys made out of them. They were human beings, just like us. They, were, they allowed God to become leaven in them, and then they were able to become leaven in the world. They withstood the leaven of the world so that they could become Christ's own leaven. That's what the Lord is asking us. We weren't born superheroes either, but the same miracles that the Lord did through the apostles in the multiplications of the loaves, the same miracles that the Lord worked through Cyril and Methodius, he can too work in us. Today, in a few minutes, we're going to receive Christ in unleavened, under the appearance of unleavened bread. Together with our leaven, that Lord that we're going to receive is meant to grow to grow to become all-consuming in us so that every part of us is in holy communion with the Lord. And when that happens, we won't be able to help being leaven for others. May he, through the intercession of Saints Valentine, Cyril, and Methodius, strengthen us for that work. Praise be Jesus Christ.